You're listening to the Unicorn Business Podcast because there are millions of business owners, but only one magical you. I'm Safina, your host and business coach. Stay tuned to learn everything you need to know to become the unicorn in your industry. Hello, guys. So we are talking from my new office, which is my the same office that I used to have, but now it's painted and it's kind of rearranged a little bit. And we painted it this week. We painted it like a mauve, a dusty rose mauve color, which is so pretty. And I'm kind of shocked that Craig let me do it. Like, obviously I say let me, but you know, it's a pink color. It kind of reads as pinkish purplish and it's a little bit girly. And I was completely shocked when he was just like, okay, let's just paint it that color because he tries to not have our whole house look like a 10 year old girl's room. And that's basically my style. (laughs) So we always try to compromise and I try to compromise with him. Like, I don't, I know he probably doesn't have the same style as me and he lets me put like crazy, colorful, like hippie things all over our house. And that's our compromise, but it works out well for us. Like it ended up, he ended up loving the color and it was just so beautiful. We took our blinds off to paint because we had to paint around the windowsill or whatever, like the window, wherever, whatever it's called around the window. (laughs) And our windows just look so beautiful. And I have this problem every single time I paint, I realize that I love the way that windows look without blinds on them. (laughs) And I just don't want to put the blinds back on. And so that's what we did. He was like, make a decision. Like we're either filling the holes or not. And I was like, I think I just don't want to put them back. And our window looks so pretty. It was so worth it. Even though right now all we have is curtains and it's dark out. So people can probably like see through our curtains and see me recording this. It's totally worth it. And so now it just looks so open and beautiful and whimsical and it's starting to add more color to it, which is exactly what I want to do in my house. So I'm feeling very inspired and happy about how the office turned out. And I actually, this is like the perfect segue into all of the things I've been thinking about because I've been trying to set my office up in a way that I really, really like love it and want to use it. And as somebody with ADHD, it's like, I sometimes don't want to use my office. You would be surprised how often I actually use it. And I've always liked my office. It's not that it's not, it hasn't been like nice enough or, you know, like organized enough for me to use. It's always been fine, but I've started to think in detail about like what makes me come over to the office (laughs) because it's, it's a separate area of our house. So I have to leave the kitchen or the main area where we hang out. And it's like our kitchen is like one big open concept kitchen, living room, dining room. So I have to leave that area and walk to the office and I've just been noticing as somebody with ADHD how much resistance there is to doing that. Like I really have to be in the mood <laughs> to come over here, which I think is funny. So in the past, I would be using the office mainly for like work calls, like obviously coaching calls. And what else would I use it for? Recording podcasts. <laughs> but other than that, 
I prefer to just grab my laptop and work, or I prefer to go work in the living room and sit on a couch. And so I've been thinking about what goes into that and how can I make this space with all of my stuff in it, like all the stuff that I need to work, <laughs> work for me and make it easy for me. As opposed to, you, you know, I've talked so many times about ADHD and how I believe that like so many of us just use it against ourselves and we're like, oh, you're so lazy. Why can't you walk over to the office? What's wrong with you? Right? Not doing that. <laughs> I'm just like, how can I? I'm just like, oh, wow, you really don't want to go to the office. How can I make it easier for you? And so I've been thinking about all of this today about just like going into your day-to-day life and noticing what happens, like what's going on with you throughout your day. That's what I really want to talk about. And we're going to switch for a second to a little bit of a different part of this, which is your emotions. I've been doing this as well. So I I don't know if it's just like the fall and my kid going back to school, not my kids, because one of them doesn't go back till September, but just one of them. It just makes me in the mood to organize and get cleaned up and get everything just kind of like cleared out, right? And so not only in my physical space, but just in my mental space and what's going on with me, start to notice my day-to-day and create a schedule that works even better for me because the summer schedule is always just like (laughs) a crazy, you know, whatever of whatever kind of childcare we can get during the summer. So trying to have something that's more consistent. And what I've been doing is I've been noticing, like I've been really paying attention what goes on with me. And I want you to think about this too. No matter what stage you're at, the things that you struggle with doing, the things that you say that you're going to do with your day and you don't end up doing, (laughs) the things that you really don't want to get to, but you also know that you have to get them done, what goes on? in like the space between when you plan your stuff and what actually happens. You know, like what what's happening in your day-to-day life? Where is your time going? Where is your mental energy going to? One of the things I started to pay attention to was my emotional state because I've noticed that not only do I have this thing where I'm like I get I have lots of energy and I love lots of creativity and then I get burnt out because I've been doing all the things with the energy. But I also noticed like there's some days where I want to be really productive and then I have a three-year-old and three-year-olds are really unpredictable. (laughs) And it's like my mood can get ruined and I can get so discouraged by different things that happen in the morning, in our morning routine that like throw off my day in my head. So the other day I was posting about this on my stories, I I was just watching so closely what happened to me. It was actually, we were painting and we had primed the whole room with paint. And this is kind of like a side story, but the person at Lowe's told us to put like, (laughs) to prime with a tinted primer that was the same color as the paint we were using, and then we would only have to put one coat on top of it. And it totally worked. So basically we had the mauve color out, right? We had like, we had the room just in a temporary construction room and Abel comes in the room. This is while I'm trying to get ready in the morning. I'm trying to get all of these things done, breakfast, packed up, like all of these things ready. 
she's actually supposed to be going to school this morning too. So she comes in the room while I'm not watching her for like a split second and gets mauve paint on her bathing suit, which is a fancy one, mind you, <laughs> like one that I could usually resell and get my money back for it because it's just kind of like a nice brand. So I try to keep it in good condition. <laughs> and she was also wearing, it happened to be like a swim camp. So she's wearing a swimsuit and she's wearing a swim cover up that used to be mine when I was a kid. So like a nostalgic thing, right? And both of them have mauve paint on it because I don't know what she did. I don't, I still don't really know how it got on there because <laughs> it wasn't really out, but it was kind of just like there was some that hadn't completely dried up in a roller. So anyways, that, <laughs> that ruined my morale for the morning. Cause you know, when you just have that feeling where you're just like, Oh, Oh my God, I just wish I could go back in time and have that not happen. And like, I really regret that this happened. And I was so frustrated. And I think some other things had happened where it was just difficult. Like there's so much resistance. I think anyone with kids can relate to that where you just wake up in a, in a great mood and then your kids are just like not in the mood for the day. They're just not on the same page as you. <laughs> and you start being like, what is in the air today? What's going on with you guys? So it's just one of those mornings and I felt really upset and I'm getting in the car, put, trying to put her in her seat with her paint on her bikini top <laughs> and just feeling so upset. And I noticed what always happens with me. And so this is the part where normally I wouldn't notice this. Normally I would just be in my reaction, be in my body, be myself but I was determined to watch myself like, like a mother, like watch what's going on with me, like how you would observe your kid and be like, what's going on with you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Not what's wrong with you, but like what is going on? So I was watching myself and I noticed that I started to get so upset. I was upset about the bathing suit. It was ruined. Like I cared about that bathing suit. I cared about keeping it in good shape. I'd put so much effort into it. I cared about the cover-up because my mom gave that to me and it was mine as a kid. And so you can understand why I cared about it. But on top of that, what I wanted, what I knew as a as an adult was this doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's not really like no one, you know, no one died and everything's going to be okay and it's just material stuff and i also knew it wasn't my daughter's fault she's three and a half years old she's not she doesn't know what she's doing and i knew that it wasn't fair that like i wanted to be upset with her when it's not her fault that she did any of those things and all of those thoughts made me feel really like guilty and resistant and just like so much resistance building up that I was even mad at her or that I was upset at the situation. Like you shouldn't even be upset. You're the adult, you know, it's not a big deal. And so I want to just point out right there that like watching that scene play out and having the time to slow down and look at myself and what was going on in my mind and my body, which is my body was having a reaction, right? My nervous system was having a reaction that was sad. And then my mind was like, get over it basically. <laughs> and 
And I decided in that moment to just honor the part of me that was like having a nervous system reaction. Because let me tell you guys, no matter what your mind wants to do, your body will still have the reaction no matter what. Like your body will still have to have that primal, like a little kid having a temper tantrum reaction. Even if you think it's stupid and you tell yourself off and you tell yourself you should be more mature, it's still going to want to have that reaction. The minute that I saw what was happening from an outside perspective, from like a little bit of a zoomed out perspective, I just dropped the resistance that I had to being upset. And I said to myself, like, I can still be a good mom. Like, I don't have to be, I don't have to start yelling at my kid because I'm upset or taking it out on my kid because I'm upset. But I can have space for me to be sad and feeling regret that I let her go in the office and play with paint for a minute. (laughs) And all of those really bad things that I was feeling, which mind you, these felt like really real in the moment. I think I was also PMSing. So you know how it is. You feel, it feels worse than what it actually is. And I just let myself feel that and not have that layer on top of it. It's like the minute that I did that, it all got so much better. And I actually didn't even feel sad for that much longer. And I've had so many mornings where I didn't, where that wasn't the case, right? Where I just like let myself build up so much resistance and tell myself off. And I felt so terrible all morning because I'm like, you should be more mature. You should be better about this, but you're not. And I think just any mom out there can understand that. Like we are going to get triggered by our kids and we are going to have like so much and we're going to get annoyed from our kids. We're going to get like mad at them. We have all the emotions because of our kids. It's totally their fault. Like if they weren't there, they we, we would not be triggered. But at the same time, it's like it's not their fault because they're just kids and they don't know any better. But it's because they're there that we're getting triggered. <laughs> And to not have that extra layer on top was such a big deal. But the reason why is because I was looking just like with a fine magnifying glass into my life at what happens through my day. And so there are a lot of days where I let that ruin my entire morning. And that day I decided to stay with myself. And so what I want to just point out here is that so many of us are in such a rush to get to like the next activity. When I was doing that, I was taking her to the gym and then I was taking her straight to school and her school starts at like 9.30. So I go to the gym at 8 a.m. I take her to school at by 9.30 and just like rush her around, which is totally my decision. But I could have easily been like, oh, we need to rush. I don't have time to think about this. I don't have time for emotions, but I didn't do that. And so many of us are just like such a rush because we have such busy lives to just not take that time to look through our lives. And that's really what this podcast is about today. Just like it's not just the emotions. It's not just the ADHD stuff, but it's taking the time to like look at what's happening with your life. I was talking to a friend the other day. (laughs) I was actually telling her about how I was like, Abel did not sleep well last night. This girl is still keeping us up at night sometimes. 
And I think between the two of us, we woke up like six to eight times throughout the night. It was really hard and we were really tired. And I was telling a friend about it. I was just complaining. I was like, we, she didn't sleep and it was so difficult. And I don't know. I just hope it ends soon. And she was like, you know, usually when my kids do that, I like to look back at the day before and see what happened and think like, did, you know, did something happen that was emotional for them? Or did I give them too much of this food, you know, that might've gotten into their system and kept them up or gotten them hyper. And she was kind of just like going through it, right? She was going through like all the details of what could have caused it. And I was like, I don't want to think about that. I just want to complain to you and hope that it doesn't happen again. And so it got me thinking about how we do that as humans. Like we don't want to, like the key to moving past problems is to be able to be with ourselves and look at things and really be there for ourselves to like, you know, gently guide ourselves. What could, what, what's going on with you? What could we have done differently? What do we think happened here that's causing this problem? (laughs) But we don't do that as humans. I don't know if it's just our society and how we've been taught to complain, but we just want to complain about it. We want to be like, oh, she didn't sleep. She didn't sleep last night. Hope it gets better. (laughs) And I'm guilty of it too, obviously. I wanted to complain and have the problem magically fix itself. And I think that's what we've been taught to do. We've been taught to vent to people. You know, this thing keeps happening. This thing's going on. This person keeps doing this. This client keeps doing this. And the interesting thing that I do so often as a coach, and that this is what my friend was trying to do with me, is like the evaluating part. (laughs) And evaluating is basically just taking the time to look back at what happened and and be like, what what do I think went on here? How do I think that this happened? How can I avoid this next time? Where was I allowing these things to happen? And, you know, in the case, it's like we've been taught to just think that nothing is in our control, nothing's in our power, and to just kind of hope that life fixes it for us. But we can move through problems so much faster when we're willing to evaluate but we're so resistant to doing that because it's like, by the time my daughter doesn't sleep all night, I'm already thinking about the next day. (laughs) How do I get through the next day? And so I think when we're so busy in our lives in this society that we've set up for ourselves, it's really important to like, to consider what it would be like to slow down and look at your life in the way that I'm describing. Look at your life in detail. You know, like, when when things go wrong throughout your day, when you're not showing up how you want to, at what point of the day does that happen? Do you wake up and you're just not who you wanted to be and it just doesn't go, it just goes downhill from there? Or do you wake up and get a great start and you make it to like noon and then you start kind of losing hope and things don't go well? <laughs> do you, is it just based on what happens to you? Like what your husband says to you or what your coworker says to you? Like what, determines how you show show up throughout the day and how can you start to track that so that you have more control over it. I've been doing this process with my ADHD, like we talked about at the beginning, setting up my office again. So I'm noticing really, really tiny details about myself. Talked about my planner. (laughs) I cannot use, I forget to use my planner 
Because if I don't go in my office, I forget that it's out and I literally just don't use it. Like I just forget to use it. So the solution to that is I either have to remember to go in my office and have a reason to go in my office, aka dopamine hit, get in, getting into my office, or I have to just leave my planner in like the kitchen island in a place where I can physically see it every day to remember to use it. So things like that, it's like I'm working on solutions for that. I'm working on making my office a place where I get a big enough dopamine hit just by coming in here that it gives me a motivation to just like come in in the morning, even though it's out of my way. (laughs) I'm saying this stuff and it's like, it's not logical at all. It's not like it's a difficult walk for the 10 feet between the place where I have to walk through my house and my office. But in my brain, it's a very real thing. So I'm working with my brain instead of being rude to it and telling it that it shouldn't be lazy and should just be willing to do it. I'm working with it so I can actually get these things fixed and make my life as easy as possible. And there's so many different things I'm noticing about myself. I'm like noticing I have these worksheets that I like to do for my business and I I don't actually like to do that. That was a lie. I don't actually like to do them because I don't like the feeling of writing on my desk. And so I'm like, oh, that's why I don't like to do that. Okay, I'm going to get something so that I can write like a writing pad on my desk so that I actually enjoy the writing on the worksheets. So like all of these things I'm solving for instead of just like complaining every day that I can't get it done because it's not working for me. I'm finding I'm working on creating a solution that is just so easy for my brain that everything is just out everything is accessible. (laughs) Let me just tell you, my brain is so finicky about what I'll use. Like it, it literally (laughs) has, literally hate pulling out my notebook. Everything is just so difficult for my brain. And so I have to create solutions around all of those things and notice all of those things. The point is if you're not taking the time to be with yourself, to notice what's going through your mind Notice the thoughts that are coming up. Notice the reason you don't want to get up and walk to the office. (laughs) Walk the 10 feet to your office. You know, notice the reason why you are feeling these emotions. Notice what triggers these emotions. If you don't want to take the time to do that, you're not going to be able to solve for it. I had a friend over the other night from Wisconsin. She's a photographer friend. And she always comes to visit here for a little bit. And she was telling me about how she used one of the hacks I had on my stories, which I completely forgot about posting. But it was another ADHD one where I was like on my planner, I noticed that (laughs) I can't get things done that are big tasks. Like my brain likes to get overwhelmed by them. And it helps my brain so much more to just break it up into shorter like smaller tasks that are just very easy to check off. So for example, if you think about, we were talking about laundry because like laundry has so many little tasks within it, but even just like something like start a business, you know what I mean? I, I've talked to enough people where I know that some people put that on their planner. <laughs> like they'll literally put that on their to-do list, like start business. And it never gets done because it just seems like such a big daunting thing. Like how do you start a business? (laughs) There's so many different parts that go into it. 
So breaking things up for yourself. And so the moral of the story is you cannot, you can't fix these things for yourself when you're just moving so fast through your life. And it's like the metaphor. I don't know if I've mentioned it on my podcast before, but I didn't get it from me. I got it from the Life Coach School podcast. And it was about how like sometimes when you're riding a bicycle, you like you're riding a bicycle really fast and you're trying to get to your destination and you're like, and someone's like, hey, you could get off your bicycle and get into this car and just like drive to the destination. You're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to like waste any time because it would take too long for me to get off my bicycle (laughs) when it's actually like obviously the car would get you there much, much faster. And so it's like the idea that sometimes you have to be willing to get off the bicycle to get in the car. And that's what this is about. It's about like not pushing yourself so hard and moving so fast throughout your life that you don't take the time to be with yourself and notice what's happening. And you can do this with anything. You can do this with your kids, with your pets, with like with your business. You can you can just be like, what is going on here? And the more that you do that, the more that you have insight into like how to change things and insight into where you have control because our brains love to act like we're just at the mercy of the world and the people around us and like we can't do anything. Like the the sleeping example with my daughter, <laughs> my brain loves to be like, oh, I hope she learns how to sleep soon as if I don't have any power over controlling any of the parts I could do. But what if you did have that power? What if you did have so much more control than you thought and you could start to get to know yourself so intimately that you can start to change those things? And what you'll notice is when you can like just observe yourself without judging and baiting yourself up and just be there so intimately for yourself to see what's going on with yourself. Why am I not getting this thing done? Why does this thing keep happening to me? Why does this situation keep coming up for me? I did this with a freaking headache. (laughs) I literally had a headache for two weeks and I was like, what is happening? Because I am not going to just like take Advil for the rest of my life. I know some people that are like, oh, I just have a headache all the time. And I'm like, there's no freaking way. I don't want to have a headache all the time. And that's not normal. And I don't want to have a headache. So I'm just going to try and figure out what's happening with the headache, which is really difficult. (laughs) It's really difficult when Western medicine is inside your head. But I started to just be like, what? What changed? What's going on with me? My diet, my stress levels, my sleep, my mood, my thoughts, like all of those things. And I fixed it, by the way. I got – and I had help from, like, other coaches and people that supported me through fixing it. But the headache, the minute that I fixed it, like, I figured out what the problem was and it was totally an emotional problem. It literally went away that day and it didn't come back. It was crazy. So, like, are you going to be the person – and let me just say, I know people have different medical problems and I'm not by any means suggesting that, like – you should just be off all medicine and be able to fix everything with your thoughts. But in the metaphorical sense, are you going to be that person that just like pops the Advil and powers through your headache every day? Or are you going to like take the time to listen to what life is telling you? Be like, what is going on here? 
Why does this person keep coming up in my life? Why does this type of friend keep coming up in my life? Why does this type of client keep coming into my business? That's the thing that will allow you to fix the problem and never have it ever again. So I encourage you to become more intimate with yourself and watch yourself and make yourself your first priority throughout your day. Okay. I think I've preached enough to you today. (laughs) Have an amazing day. And you know what? If nothing else, I challenge you just today to like really pay attention to what's going on with you. Really be with yourself and pay attention and see what comes up. All right. I will talk to you next week. If you're ready to stand out and charge more, you can work with me now in my one-on-one coaching program. Click the link in the show notes to book your consultation call. And to learn more about creating your unicorn brand, make sure you're keeping up in our Facebook community called The Unicorn Business. You can find the group also linked in the show notes. We'll see you in there. Mm -hmm.